Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Almost live from the trenches of New York City, here are your middle aged warriors, Chris Samino and Rick Summers. Hard to believe we're back for show number. What is it? 94. 94. We're both here in the same city, in the same building. uh, Sitting at the same table together. This doesn't happen very often. It's been a rarity. He's Chris Cimino. I'm Rick Summers. This is Middle Age Warriors, and we're just trying to get our crap together. As as they say. (laughs) Well, I'd rather have it together than never mind. Yeah, anyway. Exactly. Welcome to our show, and thank you, as always, for stopping by. We have an interesting guest coming up for you in just a bit, and it's so funny because going back and listening to what I had previously recorded, I had recorded the wrong name of our show because, and luckily Chris caught up, Chris picked up on that. You called it the middle-aged caregivers? No, I don't know what you were called. No, the caregiver warriors. Right. Which there is, truly. Which there is, and caregiver warrior is is, uh, the genesis for why we're here because Suzanne White, who has been a guest with us before, here on Middle Age Warriors, uh, has just written a book which came out this week, and we're very excited about it. It's called Self-Care for Caregivers. Yeah, I'm holding it in my hand as we speak. Yes, you are. The book, that is. is, uh, Yeah, the book. (laughs) It's a beautiful book, and, you know, this really deals, it's a sensitive topic, but it's a topic that if you live long enough, you're going to be in this position at some point in your life, one way or the other. Well, and let me tell you about Suzanne, because I've known Suzanne for years. She was a record industry executive here Mm -hmm. in New York, um, and had to ultimately leave her job a couple of years ago because her parents aged out and right. basically couldn't live by themselves and needed somebody to oversee and care give. And Suzanne decided, if not now, when? Right. But when you're a caregiver, one of the things, somebody has to sort of, if not yourself, take care of the caregiver in order to be a good caregiver. Right. That sounds strangely redundant, but... But I think that's the the focus of this book too. It's overcoming those fear feelings of guilt, you know, and when you need to take a break for you so you can be a better caregiver. Because sometimes you feel like you're being selfish. Absolutely. When you do that, but it's not selfish. It's it's self preservation to continue to be the caregiver. And that is one of the things you will hear in our interview with mm-hmm. Suzanne, who I spoke to a few days ago, and uh, we talk about that because it's hard to gather for you when you're trying to take care of somebody else. But as they told us, uh, like day one at social work school, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. And it's hard to remember, but Mm -hmm. try and do so. Well, I look forward to the interview. I was away at the time, but I'm glad you were able to uh, talk to Suzanne. So right after this sponsored message, we're going to hear that interview with Suzanne. Go for it. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball championship finals, the NHL hockey conference finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. 
Wow, it's so great to welcome you again. Can you believe it's been like a year and change? Oh my gosh, weren't we just talking yesterday? Yeah, it seems that way. It's, <laughs> but it's, you know, there are a lot of yesterdays that have passed by us. And it's it's been a, a, a crazy time in our life. And I can only imagine in your life, Caregiver Warriors. And the reason that we are visiting with you again is because you have a book coming out, which is so I do. exciting. I am so it, thrilled for you. Caregiverwarriors.com. Uh, and all the information will be there. And we'll give you that website again, I'm sure. Tell us about the book. I got a copy. You got a copy. And mine's, I know. And mine is on order. Yeah, it's amazing to have something that's in your head, like in your hand. You know, I mean, it's just, it's it's an amazing process. So I am, I'm really excited and I'm, you know, I'm really hopeful. I'm really hopeful that there's something in there that can save one caregiver at a time. You know, and that's my mission. You know that I'm, I want to help everybody with their caregiving journey. Hey, Suzanne, uh, how did, how did you even get started? Not so much on the book yet, but on the whole caregiver thing. Uh, just let's replay what you went through in life. It was dealing with your mom or dad or both. I had wow. both of them, you know, they were, they were sort of working together as a team to kind of hide the fact that she had a early stage dementia and he was um, having some heart issues. So they were sort of hiding it from us, you know, and I get it now. I didn't get it then. I was like really angry about it then, but um, you know, they, they did it their way and they were entitled to do it their way. But, you know, my dad um, got burnout. So, um, and the story goes now that, you know, he was shot down. He was a bombardier pilot in World War II, yeah. you know, very stoic, you know. So he was like taken off that plane, which he landed, but he t- they, they took him off that plane. And then later in life, when he was taking care of my mother in yet another warrior situation, he was taken off an airplane because he was so sick because he was, had burnout from caring for my mom and trying did, to do it alone. Did you see the frustration and uh, sadness and, and disappointment? from him as a caregiver, having uh, you been know, cast into this role? You know, no, no. And we, and you know, I know you and I've talked about dads before. Um, uh, no, my dad was one of the easiest going guys that you would have ever met and, and not, you know, and always having a good time and everything was always good and positive. I mean, he was such an inspiration to me, but didn't really talk about his feelings that much um, in the beginning, especially in my caregiving journey and most of my life. So it was, they, it was just like, that's what they did for like, she took care of him when he came back from the war wounded. So, and they had that bond around that. So, and, she, and so he took care of her I mean it wasn't even anything they, like most caregivers, he didn't even think about it, but you know, it, it, it takes its toll, you know, and if you're not careful, you have walking pneumonia, which is basically what happened with him. Well, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about is caregiver burnout. I mean, we all exist in a world of burnout on so many different levels, but (laughs) here when you're a caregiver, uh, talk about that because you're getting it. It's a multi-pronged burnout. It is. That you can't even prepare for. No, and I love that. That's a great concept, multi-pronged. I'm going to use that. (laughs) I love that. Please do, please do. Yeah, it's great because, and here's the thing, and and I think you know this, and I know you know this, that we're all going to have caregiver burnout. The, you can't avoid it. I mean, I, you know, so many people say, oh, you know, do this, this, you know, no, we're all going to have caregiver burnout. My whole thing is manage it. So like self-care is the secret sauce to help you manage your caregiver burnout so that you, when you hit the wall, which we're all going to do, you hit it at 20 miles per hour instead of 150 miles per hour. You know what I mean? Like 
So that's my goal. My goal is to talk about we're all going to get burnout because it's an exhausting, intense, frustrating, emotional, scary thing, caregiving. So we're all going to have burnout. So let's try to like minimize the damage. So what happens when you're like a middle-aged warrior and you're already burnt out from life before you've even started to jump into the pool with your caregiver boots on? I don't even know if I know the answer to that question. What do you do? You do it. And I mean, and that's the thing with caregivers. They do it, right? I mean, you don't see any, like, you don't see like the white flag ever. Like a caregiver to say, okay, well, I'm halfway through this. I'm going to stop. I mean, they just, we're resilient. And I think we're built that way. And you just sort of jump in. But I mean, I, I think the thing that's really fascinating is that I look back now on, on caring for my parents and I really don't know how I did it like literally, and I, then I cared for, you know, someone else in my family. I don't know how I did all that yeah. and, and kept a job. And you know what I mean? I mean, like, I don't think I could do that today, but we do it. It's, there's some kind of miracle happens. Like the universe sort of steps up and says, okay, I'm going to give you superpowers. I and mean, that's why I call caregivers warriors because it's a battleground and we win. I mean, all the time we're in there battling. Are caregivers born or are caregivers made? I think we're hardwired and we care about others. And if we're needed, we serve. I think I was wired to be a caregiver. Dating back to 1971, at my grandfather's funeral, I was 11 years old, but my mother was so proud of the fact that I wasn't really mourning because I didn't understand it at age 11. But instead, I was walking around asking people, can I get you a drink? Can I get you anything? Which is, I guess, an early form of caregiving, infancy. And uh, Uh it's it's fun to look back at that and laugh and smile. But it's so true. You talk about burnout. What was your burnout like? And when did you realize, holy shit. I'm in over my head. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you exactly when it happened. And I can tell you why it was a pivotal, it was, it was a point for me in, in my journey. I woke up one morning, um, I was in my parents' apartment and I woke up one morning and I was, sh- I was physically shaking. I mean, like, like, you know, like when you really, I was physically shaking and I, I don't think I've ever felt fear like I felt then. I just, I mean, I was in such a panic and it was even more than a panic attack because I've had panic attacks. I, I tend towards anxiety. So it, I was so freaked out. And all I could think of was like, I'm going to kill both my parents because I'm not going to take care of them. I'm going to fail them. I can't do this. I mean, I was in an absolute panic. I, I mean, it just, it consumed me. I was like shaking. And I, I did a really smart thing. I picked the phone up and I called somebody who I knew had been, who had cared for her father. I just, I, I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> and here's a really, this is the, why it's so important that this whole story is that when I made that phone call and I connected with another caregiver who understood, she gave me advice that was completely different than I would ever expect. And it worked. And what she said was, get out of there. <laughs> you know, what, and I was like, yeah, what? what does that mean? What? Get what? She goes, yeah, okay, look, you know, you really organize. And I just told this to another friend of mine. Jim, Jim Lanahan, you know, because like, anyway, I mean, because he's like so organized and so amazing as a caregiver. He's an extraordinary caregiver to his mom who had a stroke. What my friend said to me was, you organized, the pills are done, are the pills done? Yeah, the pills are done for two weeks. Is the house, yet yeah, to the food not yet? Yeah, the food's in the house. Okay, are they comfortable? Yes. Is there anything set up for the whole week? I said, yes. And at that time, I, I could, 
I would, I would go, I would go down to South Jersey and go back to New York. So she said, get out, tell them you're going to leave early, see if that's okay with them. And at that time I could do that. And she said, and leave, just get out of there. So I said, and she goes, and the minute you're on the turnpike at like exit four, you're going to feel better. I'm like, all right. So I went in and I actually said to my mom and dad, I said, look, you know, I have some stuff, you know, I have to do. Do you mind if I leave a little early today? And my mother said, oh, no, actually, I'll be feel better because I worry about you with the traffic. Aww. I said, OK. And my dad said, you know, super, yeah, go, you know, like I'll feel better. Everything's together and you did a great job. And thank you so much. I got out like about five hours earlier than I normally would do. I got in the car and I was on the Jersey Turnpike and about exit five. I was like 100 percent better. It's just, again, it's not something you can really train for. It falls on one of the kids, always, it seems. And that's just the way it is, as Bruce Hornsby used to sing. Oh. Listening to music on the radio. Ah, I remember those. And yeah, I remember that. We are talking with Suzanne White, caregiverwarriors.com. You have been a prior guest on Middle Age Warriors with us, but you have a book coming out just in time for Labor Day. And it's so exciting. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the book. Uh, I'm sure it's packed with tips and ideas and things that are going to make people feel like, holy shit, I'm not alone. <laughs> Let's hope so. That's my goal. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited. It's, it's called uh, entitled Self-Care for Caregivers, a practical guide. I'm going to read a practical guide for caring for you while you care for your loved one. You know, I, I'm excited about it because it, there's about 140, I'm going to call them suggestions. Because again, these are suggestions. These are things that I learned, strategies I came up with, and things that helped me. And I, I, we did 140 of them. I did 140, and they are for your emotional state of mind, your physical state of mind, your spiritual state of mind, and the practical side of caregiving. So there's all kinds of tips and strategies in here. It's an easy read. You can go in anywhere and pick up a tip. There's one tip on a page. I, I'm hoping that if you try one of these a day or maybe three of them a day or whatever you're able to do, you can really take care of yourself so you don't hit the wall at 150 miles per hour. Hitting it at 40 miles an hour is bad enough, but 150 is just, that's fatal. I went through caregiving, taking care of my mom. Uh, September's going to be 20 years ago that she died. Wow, and I so remember... Good. When she died, and this is part of what I wanted to ask you is my next question. What happens to caregivers when the person they were caring for all of a sudden is no longer? You know, and I think it's, and you know, I think it's different for everybody. But I think the thing to be mindful of is that, you know, not only is there a sense of loss, but I think there's a sense of not quite knowing what to do with ourselves. I mean, that's what I kind of found. I mean, my, my parents died within seven weeks of each other and I don't need to laugh about it, but I mean, it was just like, oh my God, my sister and I were just, we were like, wow. But, I, you know, I think that's just, just you know, of, of giving, you have to take the time and the space to sort of, you know, re-enter your life. So many things I think, you know, we put on hold or we sort of reorganize and and, you know, so much of, our love and a time and energy goes into caring for people we love for. And, and not only do we have the grief, but then we sort of have, we feel lost. Right. Know? And that's kind of what I was driving at is, you know, for so long being a caregiver, your role 
though it wasn't defined to begin with, becomes defined and the routine becomes something, not something you welcome, but something that becomes uh, part of your, your daily life. And then when it goes away, yes, you're dealing with grief, sadness, mourning, loss. And that also applies not just to the person who's passed, uh, but to you for part of you has passed with their death because now yeah. you're no longer in that caregiver stage and now it's time to take care of you. Absolutely. And, and you know what, what kind of an interesting thing to think about is there's a sense of relief. Yeah. And that's the other thing I wanted to talk to you about because I remember being there when my mom passed. I, I remember thinking, okay, now what? There's this sense of, it's certainly not joy, but it's a sense of relief for their suffering has ended and hopefully, and I don't know if I believe in life after death or not, but there's this sense that hopefully, yes, everybody says they're onto a better place. <laughs> Remains to be seen. Yes, yeah, so I that relief is, and it's relief for a lot of different reasons too. I think yeah. you know because I think it's I think it's an undercurrent um, all the time with caregivers of of fear and um, and worry, you know, about what's going to happen, what's going to happen to the next, what you know what I mean. So I think the fact that we don't have that worry anymore is a relief. I mean, well, there's a relief I, for us, you know. I do want to. Add, I mean, was there a period where you beat yourself up and said I didn't do enough for? Of course, absolutely. That's this. another thing. Absolutely. I still feel guilty. I mean, I still, um, I, I still, there's, yeah, I feel guilty. I feel guilty. And, you know, which is insane. Like, you know, I mean, guilt should be wiped clean from any caregiver's soul hey. the minute they, they take hey. it on, you know, but amen. amen. Right. Right. I mean, it should be, it should be like an automatic suck out of your brain, but yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's certain things I, I, I feel like at the end of my mom's life, you know, my dad, yes, um, I soothe myself, but saying that, you know, they have, and from my personal belief is that they had a plan. They, they worked it out. I mean, they died, you know, look, he died July 7th at 7 a.m. She died seven weeks later. Like, what is that? Like, and that's, that's a fact. So, and don't feel guilty. I didn't, I, I told myself not to feel guilty about the relief I felt, you know, like I was at peace with my parents and my relationship with them. That was a Good. major yeah. shock, you know, uh, I worked real hard at that. So, but yeah, I did feel relief and it was okay to feel relief. It's, it's, it's you know, we're on tender hooks all the time. And, uh, you know, for a fact, they're out of pain. They're not afraid anymore. You know, they're not scared anymore. You believe. I believe. That sounds good. You know, it's interesting. Uh, not that I'm trying to rush the timetable, but I'm curious to know, because I've been thinking about a couple of friends of mine my age who have died from MS. And I remember one of them being at his funeral and I laugh about this is because at the Jewish funeral, you know, you throw rocks, uh, you throw dirt on the, on the casket when it gets laid into the ground. And all I could think about was he's in there saying, what the hell are you doing? I'm still in here. <laughs> and, and I have this incredible suspicion or curiosity at least is to, what the hell happens to us? I mean, maybe we're we're gone, but we're not gone. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. that's a middle aged and caregiver warrior for a whole <laughs> other topic. If you ever do a live group with people, I'll come and talk with you because that that would be a lot of fun, actually. Oh, I would love that. That's a great idea, actually. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay, you please do hold I my will. feet to the fire because I need I something. Will. I need something to keep me motivated and, and moving forward in the right direction. We're talking with Suzanne White 
uh, caregiverwarriors.com. And that's all it is, right? I mean, they, people can go on and just register. Yeah, caregiverwarrior.com. My, it's all my warrior, not warrior. It's, it's, it's warrior, yes, yeah, sing, singular, yes. Yeah. And it's um, and all my socials, the same, caregiver warrior. I think care, twi- Twitter is caregiverwarrior, but it's all caregiverwarrior. You can just search me on that and all the information. And it's a blog, you know, I sort of try to give my experience, strength, and hope, you know, and see if I can help somebody, you know, or things that were on my mind or things, the mistakes I made, or just to keep going, keep caregivers going and to show them they're not alone, you know, and they're not crazy. Where can people find the book? The people can find the book at all major retailers. Yay. Yay. And congratulations on that. Not to have any preference. Thank you. I really appreciate it. No, it's huge. It It really is huge. And I think you're doing a service because I think people need it. And I think that's what was born out of you developing the website and you going through the experience that you went through and taking care of both mom and dad for all those mm-hmm. years. And I, again, I, I tell everyone to get, you know, try to get a tribe of caregivers. Like, you know, there's so many of us, like I would, I would find them in the supermarket, you know, like I would say like, Oh, you know, I'm taking care of my dad. They go, well, I'm taking care of my, you know, so I tie into other caregivers. And, and the reason I wanted to, I, I constantly want to talk about, especially the emotional state of mind of caregivers. Like that's kind of my wheelhouse. It's like, how do you feel? Like, so I want to talk about that as much as possible Good, because it's a really good conversation. And there wasn't a lot of stuff out there for me. I mean, and you know, I mean, like, I just, you know, I'm like shoot from the hip. Like I, I want to talk about this stuff, like, you know, guilt, anger, frustration. I, I want to, I want it out there. We have to have these conversations and we, we really need caregivers to have them with each other. Since you're probably better versed on numbers than I am, but I did a little research and I saw that back in 2020, so that's a couple of years ago, they estimated something like 90 million caregivers in the United States of America. Does that sound about right? Uh, You know, we've been throwing around the number that I hear and, and I, you know, is like somewhere, like, like somewhere from 60 to 90 million. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, you know, it's hot because here's why it's hard because a lot of caregivers don't think they're caregivers. Like what's the definition? Like, oh, I buy groceries, you know, three times a week and go visit and sit with them. You know, I'm not a caregiver. I think it's double digit millions. Right. And the thing is crazy is like, there's like 18 million caregivers you know like 20 million caregivers like in a world like that are under 18 and the impact it has on never mind middle age you know where at least you've had some pavement under your tires Mm -hmm. to get used to the concept that someday you have Mm -hmm. but if you're 19 years old and and a caregiver and god knows there are plenty of those you know what's interesting too is you say like this whole middle age thing there's a thing that kind of is interesting to me because, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't 20 when I did this. I'm not going to actually, somebody just interviewed me and asked me my age and I had to cough it up and I'm like, oh, don't print that. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but there's this whole thing of like, why was I surprised that my parents needed caregiving? They were in their eighties. There was a little bit of denial there. Like, you know, I was in, you know, I was getting up there and, you know, they're getting up there. Like, what was I thinking kind of? And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not criticizing myself, but part of it is we just don't sort of think things are going to stay the same or we pray things are going to stay the same. And quite often, a lot about a lot of our boomers and, and now the upcoming generations of, of middle-aged people, it's like, you know, the writing's kind of on the walls. So, you know, one out of maybe four of us is going to be a caregiver. It's a pretty staggering number. It's Who's going to take number. care of you and me? 
I don't know. Suzanne White, I am so happy and I love talking with you. One more plug for the book. I don't want to mistitle it. Go ahead. Self-care for caregivers, a practical guide to caring for you while you care for your loved one. Self-care for caregivers. And to me, and, and my elevator speech is, you know, it's self-care is the magic sauce, baby. That's going to save your life. You have to prioritize. That's the message. The message is please prioritize you. And I'm going to put my hand up to my ear like a radio announcer now and say, and now you can buy it at a bookstore near you. Congratulations on that. It's a wonderful thing you've done and are doing. And I'm so glad to have you in my life. The back at you, baby. Well, once again, Suzanne, really taking a very sensitive topic, but uh, bringing some sensibility to it that I think everybody could understand and appreciate and respect. So let me ask you a great interview. uh, Going through what you went through with Nancy, Mm -hmm. uh, your wife, before she passed, Mm -hmm. now six years ago, five years ago? Uh, It's uh, six and a half years. Oh, my goodness. So you went through all the caregiver drills that you had to go through, and you know what that's like. Yeah, and I and you know when I was listening to this interview, and the majority of us usually deal with our parents, right. and that's kind of the normal circle of life. With you know Nancy, with my wife, it was a little different because that's not normally what's supposed to be happening. I can't even imagine. But it was very you know, and it's it's very strange. You know, you talk about the guilt, you talk about feeling you know sometimes inadequate because then you're having your own feelings and frustrations that you can't fix it. And then there are people sometimes from the outside who you feel are judging you, right? Because you know every, everybody has an opinion. They're a lot like what was that body part they say? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so you know that that was the challenge to that, and it's 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 not something you expect to happen in the normal circle of life. So that you know dealing with that on top of it, that devastation of how could somebody so young right get so sick, and and this is how this is going to end. It's a little harder to accept. I think with a parent, it's not that it's easy to accept. No, but, but you I, know, like this yeah, is kind that's of the kind way. of in the cards, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. I still, I, I give you such credit for going through what you well, went you know. through, and and that was part of the reason that this show was even born because you and I True. talked yeah. a lot going through that no. about. And ironically, my first job out of social work school mm-hmm. was at the Caregiver Resource Program. Oh, at, really? At Mount Sinai Hospital oh, in wow. New York. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and but it is something that a lot of times we don't. Nobody wants to really talk about it. Yeah. And it, so it, it's this book. I think is really a very honest approach to it. And she's very honest. I, um, I love her. She's just so yeah. honest about everything. I am so proud of Suzanne. And, yeah. You know, for getting the website up, Caregiver Warrior. Mm-hmm. Not leave that last test right. off for savings. savings right. uh, com, And please, uh, I'm sure you probably know somebody who's in this position. Exactly. Buy the book for them because it'll be one of the greatest things you could probably do. Yeah, buy the book for them. And there was one thing, you know, in talking about my own experience, and I just remember going on for days and then weeks. And and one day we were back in the hospital because it was in and out of the hospital various times right. with my wife. And a nurse looked at me and she said, how are you doing? Right. And I realized that was the first time, because the patient is the one that gets all the attention, obviously, and, and, should. and, and yeah. should, right? But, you know, somebody finally asked me that, and, and it, you know, it emotionally brought tears to my eyes, and I didn't even know what to say 
other than I just remembered the feeling it gave me. So if you know a caregiver out there and ask you're listening them. to this, yeah, yeah, ask them how they're doing. Yeah. And remind them that it's okay for them to take a moment for themselves too because that will make them a better caregiver. Take two moments because at it, least. it absolutely, yeah. you make a great point. It will make them and you, when you get to that point, if you get to that point of being a better caregiver. Yeah. And that's really what we're all striving to do. Yeah. So the book, Self-Care for Caregivers, Suzanne White, Pick it up. It's it's a good read, and it's one of those at the point that she made. And as I was going through the book, you could just stop at any given part of the yeah, book and get yeah. a nugget out of it. It's easy. It really yeah, is. I, I got mine on Amazon, so mm-hmm. definitely do it. It's uh, it's yeah. an easy read and it's a helpful read. Good so. interview and an important one. Thanks, Rick. Thank you, Chris. As always, I'm done here until our next uh, venture here on Middle Age Warriors. Sunshine always. Be good. Feel good. He's Chris. I'm Rick. You're you. And this has been Middle-Aged Warriors. Brought to you by... Bet Online. Thank you. (laughs) The bills got paid.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.